Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My last album spent 52 weeks there. Almost finished with the second. You should be scared. Storm's coming. You should go inside and prepare. No shortcuts. It ain't no cheese. Hey, what's going on, good people? I don't know what you just heard. But, uh. Yeah, I was waiting for the cheer. And I didn't hear it. Wait, who was that for real? Like. Cheesy. But featuring who? It's just him. Jeezy, like Young have, Jeezy. I think we have no, two different G-Eazy. ideas. G Easy. Okay, okay. Yeah, you were saying Jeezy, so I was like, wait. G-Eazy. I was waiting for G. I got you. All right, I was trying to figure out. Like, wait a second. Yo, yo I ran to G- to Jeezy earlier this week, and I was like, man, I forgot how much I listened to him. Come in on, high man. man. No, man, he's yeah. That first, snowman. that first album. Come on. I messed with a few. I messed with a few of them, man. Like he, uh, yeah. Thug motivation, man. Come on, man. <laughs> What's going on, good people? This is uh off the record. How are you all? We are uh we we are back. Like we never left because we don't leave. Nope. Uh bastion of consistency we are. This is off the record. The voices you have heard are the familiar voices that you've come to know and love. To my left, you all's it doesn't matter because you're not in here. What's your left up? Ear. <laughs> your left ear. What's up, Dan Duncan? Man, uh, Rarely am I at a loss for words. Okay. And I just feel like the world went and lost its damn mind. It lost a little bit of it. It lost a little bit of it. Uh but yeah, you know, we'll we'll definitely get into all that. What what I'd love is if which we can't, but I'd love if if you could talk uh uh in detail about um you know, prima donna people that you've worked with who've also lost <laughs> their mind. Uh, that was a off, you know, it was a pre pre-production conversation, but man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Recently, I did, recently I did get to work with, uh, man turned God turned <laughs> musician. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But, uh, but man, it's, it's wild. One of these days we, we always talk about this, but one of these days, uh, all of us will, will just have a, like a, a behind the veil conversation about what it's like as artists in our Listen, own respective fields of anyone. I try to be as unfiltered on this podcast as possible, right? but I'm not trying to hurt my money. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, get it. When this starts paying me as much as that. Did, understood. Hey, I, you ain't gotta, I will, I will start to be as, Unfiltered, <laughs> then. man. You might be a father. You you keep your mouth shut if you want to. You don't have to say nothing. You don't feel good saying. Man, that other voice you hear is the one and only Dan. Uh, I said Dan Duncan. I already shouted that man right. out. What's He's up? the one and only. I'm just the other. Uh, the other. <laughs> the other. Uh, David Perdue, who apparently uh, was trying. Uh, you were about to be kidnapped and taken home. About- <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes you don't, you don't want to be too funny. Apparently. <laughs> You want to be just funny enough where people are like, that was good. You don't want to be, I like him. He was a good one. Let's take him home. You don't want that. Okay, so so that was a couple to speak. Or it a was, woman. It was a woman with her husband. Okay. Uh, and she, I, she had a few, but, yeah. you know, they you know, they say about when you're drinking, you know, you kind of. Please tell me she was black. Come on, man. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no. A white woman. 
Oh yeah. Said to you. Yeah. I'm going to take him home. I want to take him home. <laughs> but I'm curious, but no, I'm yeah, curious was it like a was it like a was it like a swinger ish like I got I, never, I got like a key party type I think scenario. Was, I think it was he was funny and but even or was it like I like a chocolate teddy the bear. The worst the the worst one would be if he, I think he's funny because if it's a swinger situation, mm. at least I'm a value, right? <laughs> okay. But if it's if it's a, this situation where I think he's funny, once I'm done being funny, we're gonna lock me away. I mean, you know what I mean? Are you the you are jester? jester. I'm yeah, the jester. That boy, just like, I don't know. It was weird. The dude kind of was like, <laughs> like he he allowed her to like because she right. was a little, so he was just like, go ahead, say what you're gonna say. Right, right. And right. Then she said it, he and then he kind of looked down. at me, and I was like, what what do we go for me? <laughs> what do we do with this? Did it, was did he give you the Nelly? Unless you're gonna do it. Unless you're gonna do it. He <laughs> kind of was like, you know, he he kind of grabbed her and like slid her away a little bit. It was weird. I just want to say like that's not that happens too. Can I just say in the last three last month, mm-hmm. I've had some of the weirdest interactions with it's, and it's usually it's usually white women mm-hmm. that I I mean it used, but it just is it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I had that that happened today a uh, couple couple like last week and a white girl come up to me she just goes I love your ethnic stuff but you should make fun of Native Americans. Whoa! And I go a white person <laughs> and then she goes but I'm but I'm but I'm Native American too and I was like the no, blonde, you're not. your blonde hair and blue eyes don't say that <laughs> I don't think you. <laughs> Yeah, I, you should make schnitzel. fun of Nate. You should make fun of Nate. She was very serious too, very I, serious. So she just wanted to direct your comedy. Like yeah. you, you are. She's you're like, not, what you're doing is great. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. However, I got. I want to add to it. Have Native you heard Americans. of the Pollocks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was like Native Americans. Though. Right, right. Like it's just terrible. That was two weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. This one wasn't even. I don't. Know, I still don't know how to feel about this. This happens very often, mm-hmm. but this is the most recent situation. I don't even know how to feel about this. After I, I didn't even perform. I was just at this. I was at the one AM Secret Show, which I run every week. Smith Soul Bar, if you're in Atlanta, totally free, right? Come after the show. I'm just I'm organizing the show. After the show, this woman walks up to me. She she just goes, "Hello," and I was like, "Oh, hey." She just goes, "All right." She's like, "I, I may I hug you?" <laughs> Wasn't yes. drunk. She yeah. had, she was not. She's like, "I just feel like I I want to hug you." Yeah. And I was just like, every I feel like everybody I tell the story to like you told her no, right? And I was like. Nah, I was just like, all right, whatever. And mm-hmm. then I gave up. She was like, all right, cool, cool. That's, mm-hmm. and I, because it, it wasn't the first time it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Like sure. after shows, it happens way too often. Sure. Maybe I say too often. I don't even know how I feel. I don't feel bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't think necessarily it's always a bad thing, but yeah. it's just, it's just very interesting. You're that, a huggable that, dude. Mm-hmm. But, but I, but this night particular, I said nothing on stage. Mm-hmm. I was just a person. She didn't even know I had anything to do with the show. She just needed a hug. She bro. just, but she it wasn't like she needed. You. She saw, like she was getting ready to walk out. She saw me and just goes, Listen, excuse me. May I? May I give you a? That's hug? the thing, though. She didn't know what she needed until she saw you. Okay, Apparently, she was leaving, and she was like, "I'm fine." And then she saw you and, and said, said, "Or am I?" Oh, I'm not fine. All right, I'll I take need that. a hug I'll from take that. that man right there, that stranger. I'll take that. That's, yeah, the hug comment, man. She is like, she's a saint compared. Oh, oh, <laughs> right. I, you see, I broke it down. Comments. This is very true. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very anticlimactic to end with the right. hug right. one. We yeah. should have started with hug and been like, wait, that's. I mean, I did it from late, most late. Ended at the slave podium. Yeah, yeah. Asking the free to bring you home. Yeah, I've had that happen before. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm here excited. To be here uh, I'm so ashamed to be white Hey It's not white guilt It's not white guilt It's yeah. just It's just A pure desire That people that would look like me Like There's a I had a friend comment uh, With like The Cleveland Brown situation Kneeling right Okay So she She basically said She goes White people are boycotting The NFL Because the Browns took knees And I wanted to be like Can we not say white people Like can we at least put like a 
a modifier in there that's like Disclaimer. some white people are mm. boycotting. And then I went and read the, read the comments that these people <laughs> were saying. I'm like, nah, go ahead and throw us all in. <laughs> like, it's 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 it is like it's really bizarre. I was talking to my uh, to my brother about this the other day that like uh, you know I, so every you can go on the internet anywhere and I will see something that I'm like. Eee, like of, of a black person doing something that mm-hmm. makes me go, eee. yeah. Most recently, there was a there was a a mother who was in a pool at D in DC, and she was like washing up, mm-hmm. like in a public pool. Yeah, and the, what? Yeah, and like they were like, and like there was a lifeguard who was saying like, hey, like you can't do that, and she was like indignant about it like nah, oh, yeah. I, i'm a wide like she was like sassy about it you know yeah. what I mean? she was like you know and like the recording like the 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 daughter was like mom you can't do that and she was like now nah, my water cut off i'm a dude da, 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 da. like she was like whatever and then she was like it, it was really it was really sad it was also very like oh like uh. as a as a as a black person i was watching it going like oh this makes me cringe however I also am like, look, man, uh, Donald Trump is president, and <laughs> I there's no way I can get a level like I don't know that. That's essentially what I'm at. I'm like, I if, if we are going Every to day. quantify, yeah. like, yo, my people is doing this, these people, do, like, it's yeah. yes, it was just like a very like, okay, that was that's bad, but it is another bad. Every but, day I watch Colbert, and every day I'm just like. It's he crazy. is he has got an agenda and I oh, love man. it. Colbert yeah, yeah. is going for blood he every time. Like literally does not waver in his ten minutes no. ten minute monologue. It is. I, I would love to be in that I writer's kill room. Kill Trump every single <laughs> yeah. day. They, I mean, they mess with the wrong one. Like when they when they went after him yeah. about that about that statement. He, he is yeah. amazing. He, is, he, he is. matter of fact, he had he had Chappelle on the show. Uh, I think earlier uh, this month. And he was he was almost like pushing Chappelle to like yeah. like you know when you was on SNL and you said to give him a chance yeah what do you really mean by that like, like, <laughs> yeah. and Chappelle was like hey well, hey, 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 hey wait a you minute I'm but um but man we're moving ahead a little bit uh we're gonna talk about you know we have a loose form it's been a minute since we got together a couple weeks not been too bad two or three weeks but. Uh, we're gonna talk about a little bit uh, as we move along, but most—it's uh, funny. Like most recently, I would say uh, it is uh, what was what it? August twenty-third. Is that mm, right? It's the twenty-third, like right? I feel like that yeah, feels that, right. That, that's right. That's yeah. what's up. That's right. Yeah, we getting in, get this in before midnight, yep. right before midnight. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, not even a, about a day ago, uh, on the twenty-first, uh, we had a solar eclipse here in. I mean, I want to say here in Atlanta, like it's not ever, you know, that didn't occur, you know, and the rest in, of the, the continent, rest of the, the, the rest of the, that the rest no, of the, it was ours. Was, <laughs> we got it. You know what I'm saying? Totality was close to us. Yeah. Move to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, we fool. Although we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that I think uh, Ivanka Trump said that like, uh, you know, happy that like everyone in all fifty, like everyone can view this in all fifty states, and then we wanted to be like, that's not how, that's, that's, that's not how like, science and strong, that's not yeah, how that you works. Don't care but, about no science over there. <laughs> regardless, she didn't take American geography. It's just, when she it's was... a little bit, you know, it's all good. Nonetheless, though, we did have a solar eclipse. We had, um, we had uh, that occurred. D- did David? Did you see the eclipse? 
I think when it passed where I was, I was in Savannah, Georgia. I think I was stuffing my face with shrimp oh, okay. and mussels okay. and uh, some other seafoods. Okay. It was delicious. So <laughs> that, I think was... it got dark real quick, but my head was in like full in like some cat. I was eating good uh, coming off some shows. There's so. good food in Savannah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dan, did you see the eclipse? Did you get like glasses? Did you, did you like, did you, uh, you know, order away and have all that. I did have glasses. Nice. I was on a deadline, but so I ran out when it got dark. I like ran outside and, yeah. and checked it out, and it and it was cool. And then I regretted looking. I couldn't look at Instagram for like the next twenty four hours because everyone posted their terrible pictures. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, in case the whole country missed it, here's what I saw." Right, right, and right. I, like and the number of people like did you see totality like it was like <laughs> this new great awakening happening yeah i i was done with it i um i stepped outside uh not for the eclipse but i ended up being outside right when it was happening like i guess uh our time it was like around 2 30 2 36 or something like that p.m and i was outside uh but i was driving but it was like kind of cool just to see like I mean, it did. I was in I was in Tucker, Georgia at the time. But there was like it was dark, like street lights came on for a second. You know, what oh, I wow. mean, it was, uh, you know, like all of that was kind of interesting, I think. But it got me thinking as well. Like, you know, <laughs> there was this mass. Uh, let me start here. I guess for me, there was I kind of didn't care for a long time. And then like leading up to it, the closer it got to it, I was like, Oh, like, I I think it is kind of cool to see this. I think uh, they were showing like news clippings from like the 1930s when they were talking about like the next time this will happen is, hmm. you know, 2007 yeah. or, you know, 2017 or whatever. And I was just like, oh, that's that's interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I, I got more excited. I guess I got into the zeitgeist of the entire experience, the closer it got to it. But it did make me think about just in general, like there are very there are rare things that come along these days that like tend to galvanize the entire populace right like mm. which everyone you know with a segmented segmented media segmented culture all this stuff like there tends to be just different pockets of things that have people's attention but every now and again you get things that like everyone is talking about or seemingly talking about and it is very unique at times when you find yourself like can you think of an event or something that's occurred that like where you're like, yo, everyone's talking about this and I could care less about it. Like everyone says, <laughs> everyone is saying something about it. And I don't have anything to say about it because I could care less that this happens or it's not happening. Oh uh, man. I, I'm probably going to say, I'm probably going to have you mad at me. Hey, what's uh, up? Two things. First one that's the most current is uh, every Sunday when Game of Thrones comes listen, on. Listen, because I have no idea. Listen, nor does like everybody. Says, you got to catch up. Like, mm. nah, I could just watch other things. <laughs> Let me tell you real fast. So, like, I yes, I think we all might get some mail for this, but yeah. I've I've gotten into heated arguments with people about the fact that I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I don't not watch it out of like some out of some hatred for good good television or anything like that i know it's probably amazing like i know that yeah however i also know that like yo this thing's gonna end and then i can just watch it all all at once got a little treat later on and if people are like into the people who are like hey why don't you just like catch up or what like no because apparently y'all like to spoil things all the time 
And the amazing thing about not watching any bit of Game of Thrones is that there's no way to spoil it. Can't spoil it for me. Because I don't understand what you're saying. Yep. Like, as long as I've never... You touch a temple. (laughs) I don't spoil it if you don't know what's going (laughs) on. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, literally, the world is so different that they are talking about in there that, like, I literally... I don't know what it means when someone says this or... I don't get your memes, people. I don't get any of it. And I'm going to stay that way until there's a safe distance and I can you know, watch it all on my own. But anyway, continue. So every Sunday at Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. The other one, which is... I've I've talked about it before. It's just like anytime like Star Wars comes out, Mm. I haven't... I'm just like, I don't... Which is like a huge... like Everybody in the world's like, this new Star Wars. And I'm just like cool <laughs> like I don't know I just don't know yeah and I've always been like it's and again it's not a hatred for Star Wars I'm not that person yeah I just I'm the dude that just never got introduced and yeah. so it's just like well I just gonna fill it with other things that I watch and, yeah you know there it is but I've enjoyed I look I love people that get into it I'm just not one of those people <laughs> I have no idea who fair characters enough. are and I can't be compelled to watch it at this point in time that is fair so. I'll, I'll jump in on mine real quick mine I, I thought of most um I, I would say that the Game of Thrones thing is a good one, but for me, the one that sticks out in my mind where I felt the most like this was, uh, I think it was like some years ago. I mean, I'm, I, it shows how less I, how little I care about it. Uh, Kate Middleton, oh, <laughs> and like the royal wedding and all of that. Like, yeah. I felt like like every channel was talking about it. There were like, like I was hearing there were like people who were having like. They were like, like getting in wedding dresses to sit in their living room and watch it. Like just a bunch of things that I was like, yo, I do not care. Yeah. In the least like you, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what could make me care about that, but it was not happening. And I just remember sitting there like, why are we discussing all of this? It felt very, very stupid. But then I saw like how passionate people were, and I'm sitting there like, "Yo, didn't didn't as a country like fall the whole war not to care about these things?" That's like, what I was saying. That's what I was thinking. Like that was that was one of the first times in adult I wasn't proud of America. <laughs> I know that sounds weird coming from me and being a black dude in America, but as I was just like, "Man, we beat we beat them up to not have to care." Like you That's said, a, yeah, like, like I'm here worried about this dress and y'all cutting. Com- <laughs> trying to watch TV and I gotta Fam. watch I gotta watch her get in the Fam. car and wave at people what, like what are we doing yeah, they, this, we still in chains Paul, Paul Revere did not ride for this <laughs> Paul Revere did not ride for this <laughs> not man. at all exactly man, what, I feel you, you. what you got there so mine is definitely Halloween and Halloween parties <laughs> just so every like year every year <laughs> the amount of hype that comes along with Halloween and like and really, really, I just get so upset when I get invited to costume parties because oh. I think dressing up is like the dumbest thing for an adult to do. <laughs> like if you are in high school or older, like that season is past for you. Put the the superhero costumes, Nathan Owens, back in the closet. <laughs> oh, oh. And, 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 peop- and then it's not only that, but it's like people give you crap for... N- like showing up to these parties like not dressed up mm, yeah, and they're yeah. like where, where's your costume like I'm sorry I wasn't gonna buy a costume for $50 at it, least I mean it, them, it, them joints be expensive for folk and so and then like and that extends to comic like any cons or oh, anything like that I'm just like man there's just so many people that I'm just kind of like golly you have way too much time on your hands mm. <laughs> that is that is I'll be honest like there is a 
you know, to just to be very real, like I didn't know black people cared as much about Halloween till I got here to Atlanta because oh. there are as many parties as white people. Like it's like a bunch of like those like theme Halloween parties and I too am also like, nah, I'm just not feeling it like that. The only thing I hate worse than those is uh, being invited by Christians to the church equivalent of Halloween parties. Hallelujah fun day. The hallelujah fun days <laughs> that are that are held at in which <laughs> in which because you know you don't want to dress up uh, like you know on like like the devil and yeah. the demons and whatnot, yeah. but you still want to participate culturally yeah. Yeah. in something going on during that time. So then you create. The if you like Halloween, yeah, you will enjoy this where we have candy corn <laughs> and hay rides, and I I don't know what what Here's else we have. Here's your Jesus Juke <laughs> alternative, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. You, the, have you guys ever attended the one where they like what do they call it when it's like the trunk trunker treats? Where oh, like oh no oh yeah yeah what where like this? <laughs> where it's like not safe to like go house to house okay. trick or treating, and and I say that with quotations like it's very safe to do it but people just live in their bubbles and like oh no we don't know what that house is going to give our kids okay so instead of like letting their kids go trick-or-treating in the neighborhood they drive to their church and everyone opens up their trunks and the kids go from trunk to trunk wow and uh get candy wow nah. i have this is You've the first time that. i've ever heard it must, of be, it. it must be a cultural thing i've never Bruh, heard that but what? i can, can see it it, it's called trunk or treating yeah yeah, yeah. trunk or treating Wow. Everybody got to be clever, huh? They're back to the, ba- the Baptist church uh, in your in your local suburb, I promise you, <laughs> is uh, trunk or treating. This is for my cul-de-sacs. Wow. That's <laughs> insane. I never I was not aware. I was not aware that that was a thing. I'll tell you what, like kind of looks like. And I know like, you know, there are some concerns with people have with like going out at night and, you know, whatever, taking your kids home to home. But what looks similarly is if you have uh, a group of white men with tiki torches uh, at night <laughs> yeah. walking, uh, which we did have. We did have. And it was not October. Nope. It was August. It was. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are talking about what occurred in Charlottesville. Uh, I guess it was about a going on, I guess as a Friday, it would have been two weeks, right? right. Since, since it occurred. Um, but yes, there was a, uh, there, it, it, it essentially in a very weird, perverse liberal irony it or conservative irony, it, though, those white men looked like they were doing a take back the night, like campus march that they do for like, you know, like when there's like a rape, like, like oh. against rapist or whatever. And like, you like march on the campus or yeah. whatever. It strangely looked similarly except a lot more uh automated handguns and weapons and whatnot uh but yeah man um it's just been crazy man you had that then you had of course uh the you know the murder uh the vehicular homicide of uh heather Heyer, i think was her name mm-hmm. um in which uh a an affiliated person with the uh affiliated white supremacist literally drove a car into a crowd of people killing her um and then you had some like i don't know some like uh uh dr jekyll mr hyde presidential responses in which it was like 
this is bad. And it was like, but it's not that bad next right. time. And it's like, well, no, I said it was bad. Yeah. But I mean, it was kind of bad on all sides. Like it, it was, it was yeah. just very kind of interesting. Um, but man, I just wanted to throw this out there because it, it all, it all, it initially started this iteration of it. I, I would debate as to whether this is the actual source of it. Uh, but it initially came about having to do with this uh, push of the removal of uh confederate statues uh in mm-hmm. in the um and i believe if i'm not mistaken the first push was was not even so much the removal of, they wanted to move them to a less prominent, prominent place, place or mm-hmm. whatever um but <clears throat> of course that snowballed into other things and it has all of us looking uh it has the world uh, the nation at large looking at what our relationship is with these uh, monuments to Confederacy and how they are across the country. Um, it has us looks at the origin of them, and uh, and I think even uh, it was Baltimore, right? That their mayor uh, they said, "Oh, we gonna get this in the night." In the night, <laughs> not much different than how um, <clears throat> what what franchise team was that? The Colts that left in the night, or was it the uh, or, or was it Bal- the Ravens the the Ravens it, left. It was the yeah, Ravens, Ravens that left, left for the for Indianapolis. For, no, for, no, no Baltimore. for Baltimore from they left Cleveland. They, well, no. So we had Cleveland, mm-hmm. or rather the Browns, and then Art Modell took them to Baltimore. That's right. But but that was like during like my lifetime. What I'm saying is they like, took them in the night though, right? Essentially, it wasn't in the night. No, oh, that okay. was a. They, they let we, y'all we, suffer for a minute. Oh yeah, I got that's you. Okay, how, that's the way it happens for us. Okay, no, but like <laughs> what it happened, but. One of it, I think Baltimore, they had had a team taken from them. Yeah, and moved in, in, in the yeah in the night. Like okay. literally, they woke up one day and it was like, oh wait, they're gone. What now. happened? Yeah. Anyway, regardless, <clears throat> they're they uh, the mayor who I believe was a black is a black She's woman. She's a black woman. She's like, not in my town. We can just. Out she you. was like, we we. I'm not even leaving this up for debate. We yeah. just gonna take these down overnight. People woke up without them. But well, what do you do with them? Where do they go? Scrap metal, bro. See, okay. Scrap metal. Uh, I think they belong in museums. Personally, mm-hmm. huh? That's interesting. I, I hadn't be- thought about that. I think they belong in museums. Mm-hmm. If you look at, I mean, I feel like let's take it. First of all, I think it's just weird that like the people who claim to be like these people who like want our country back and all this other stuff that who but then they also fight for the the hold on to Confederate relics. It's like you side them with losers. <laughs> they lost. Yeah. That's the most un-American thing. These are at least Americans. Not just because they chose not to be with America, yeah. but they lost, yeah. which is running really American. But if you're going to take an example of someone who lost and what they did with that, you look at Germany. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, it's not like, I mean, granted, you can't be throwing up your hand because they will, apparently they'll beat you up over there if oh, you're throwing it's up. Illegal. The, it's super illegal. But also they have spaces where, like, look, this is part of our history. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily glorified, but it's just to remind you, like, here's where we were. Let's never go back here. Mm-hmm. Here in America, we're like, I mean, all of those things, most of them that were put up were uh, reminders, like, we'll be back. <laughs> you know what I mean? They all mm-hmm. came. They all were put up around the same time yeah. to basically remind people, like, yeah, you might have won this war, but just know we're, we have something to look forward to. Yeah, they and, popped up during recon- uh, Reconstruction time and as well as Jim Crow yeah. civil rights. So, right. So there's these, they're essentially like, statuesque intimidators of you know what that push around white supremacy right. was now other people might Im- 
might place other meanings in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is where you get these refrains about so heritage, heritage and all these things like that. But um, but in terms of like the, in terms, it's not coincidence of when they showed up, <laughs> right? And also the um, there was also a piece done about the shoddiness of their workmanship. Like, yeah, great. Like that was the, a really interesting piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they are they are not well constructed and part of that has to do with the hastiness in which they were thrown up. But yeah, um it is kind of interesting. Yeah. So your your particular take uh David is just more so one that we should not run from the idea that they did exist, that this was a thing, right? But we should place it. We should place it give in it the proper, narrative give it this of proper context. Context, and that that proper place is in a museum, in a museum not to, in a public space. It's, it's, yeah, like especially like you know, I'm, I'm from the south, right? Like this, the town I grew in, I realized maybe like ten years ago, there's a Confederate like my like cemetery not far away. So you know what I mean? So it's like okay, like I knew I know that to be a part of the culture. And there are people who they trace their lineage. They go answer.com. They can go see their great, great, great grandfather buried here. Right now. Did he fight for what I believe was right? No, but he, you know, the sign of the times, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody wasn't some. Yes. People were probably most people were like, I want all my slaves. I'm going to just keep getting this free money. You know, some people were states rights, whatever, whatever it was, it was then in the time. And I feel like, Part of the problem in this country where we keep having these issues is because people don't want to talk about it and they mm-hmm. want to erase it and they don't want to like deal with it. So I'm like, give it its proper context. You can take them down, sure, but like have them somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to never hear Robert E. Lee's name again. I don't want to never hear these like that's important to people understanding where we were as a country mm-hmm. and like to, to like look where, where we're trying to go. I don't want them glorified in the center of you know of a, of a college, mm-hmm. you know, because like we said, where how they were erected when they were erected was a sign of intimidation. Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted to do. But I definitely don't. I don't want to take those names out of the history book because they were on the wrong side. Because we don't even do that with. With the, arguably the greatest, you know, the most villainous person in in world history, Hitler, he's everywhere. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you do that to remind people that, like, this is what evil looks like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, so give it its proper, give it its proper context. That's yeah. my thing. Uh, Dan, I know you kind of had had a conversation with uh, uh, some with some people who, I guess, take take that position of them wanting to hold on to to kind of these monuments I, what, what was that like or what what's kind of their perspective well it was it was actually someone who listens often uh to off the record and and he asked me he was like hey are you guys gonna talk about this gotcha and i channeled my inner adon in our pre-production meetings and was like well there's just not a whole bunch to talk about <laughs> uh you know you have that is my refrain <laughs> some some crazy white people uh marching with tiki torches from walmart and you have the rest of the country who were like this is this is crazy and i kind of thought that that was the mentality of like most people and then that there was a loud minority uh and also a loud kind of like counter to that minority Mm -hmm. kind of at war right now Mm -hmm. but that majority of people were kind of like this is this is just insanity Mm -hmm. um and (coughs) so i was like we're probably not going to talk about it uh, other than to to mention that tea torches are now fifty percent off used, um, but, where did they go? <laughs> what did they do with them? Um, but uh, in in that conversation, he was like, 
he brought it to my attention that a lot of people in discussions he's been having uh, will bring up, well, what what is the slippery slope of, you know, becoming revisionist in our history? Kind of, David, to your point, but uh, pulling down these statues, pulling down statues of, you know, Christians who, you know, murdered people, um, you know, people who have been sa- sainted by the Catholic Church who are... There's statues of, of, of those people who have been found to be criminals um, and so on and so forth. Just because, I mean, at the very basis, we need to acknowledge that humans, if you, if, if I ever did something great, which mm-hmm. likelihood of that is very small, and there was a statue, if you looked at my history, like there's some not great things I've done in my life, like mm-hmm. things I'm not proud of today that I would not like to be put on display and if those came out then like there's there's probably some people that that would say like we don't want a statue of you yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, understandable so i guess the 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 argument then kind of becomes a little bit more interesting to say what is the line in the sand that we're going to draw i feel fairly safe to say that like i don't want to land on the side of neo-nazis so i'm like taking down confederate statues is okay with me but I do start to worry about as we get into a f- political correctness and offending people's sensibilities, there's a lot of things that could potentially have to come down just so that people aren't offended. And that's where it gets very concerning, yeah. I think, for a lot of people, including myself. My, my, I look at it like this because I, I, in, uh, in Trump's press conference, he, he alluded to that. He was like, well, what's next? Do we take down Jefferson? Do we take down uh, George Washington? And, you know, there's a lot of people, especially on Twitter, like, yeah, yeah, take all of them down, <laughs> right? Um, I, I, my view is this. T- you don't take down... Well, take down the strong Keep them, leave them, whatever you want to do, but make sure they're the proper context of what everything's about. So for the longest... The whole Sally Hemings thing with Thomas Jefferson, no one talked about it, right? Mm. And mm. so that's why people want to take it down because it's like you're glorifying this man and all he's done, but you're not giving people the entirety of the thing. And I think you can, you can, you, all these people can be triggered or, or have, you know, political correctness, but truth is truth. Mm. So if you provide the truth of the matter for a Robert E. Lee or for a, a Jefferson Davis mm-hmm. or for a, a Thomas Jefferson, and you say, here is the truth, mm-hmm. the whole truth, and nothing but the truth and you present it in that way whether you hate the man for what he did or find some things about him that are worth you know uh, celebrating celebrating here he is and i feel like we, we are becoming with a society where you know people are throwing the baby out with the bathwater, you know yeah. and that's a problem but at the same time people also not recognizing that, that you know this baby done, done pooped everywhere and it's a <laughs> stinking baby you know yeah. so you have to you have to provide the whole the whole story of these people and as Americans we've always done this we pick and choose what we like we've always done this we've you know the history of this country is like well yeah we're, we're founded in you know the great these great men founded this country yeah but mm-hmm. but we never talk about the but we hide it so it's like I feel like America, it's like this growing pain, so we have to come through. We're like, just just present the truth yeah. of all these people. Present so, the truth. Yeah, and I guess I would go even a step further with that, just from the perspective of I... The thing that I heard when Trump said that part of, like, you know, where do we go? You know, like, you know, take down, you know, Washington, Jefferson, like, however you... All of that. And I guess the this place that, like, I land with that is just that 
while I did see some of those reactions too, like, yeah, I mean, if you want to take a yeah, hey, you know, might be honest on that Trump. On on my side, there's more of even like the idea though of, I'm not even saying you have to do that for them. I just think it's a it's a really sloppy, bad, false equivalency being done there because oh. if you remove. Um, if you remove like the Confederacy part from Robert E. Lee, you have likely just an obscure military general. Like there's nothing else to really talk about with Robert E. Lee other right. than the fact he fought, you know, he led on behalf of this tre- treasonous part, you know, this treasonous ideal. Right? right now on now, if you look at George Washington and you're like, man, own slaves, but also sets the like standard for the modern presidency like military general like that that's this other thing that's there thomas jefferson yes there's all of this like the part that was underplayed large for a lot of history with regard to sally hemmings and just slave in general but clearly like you know the declaration of independence like there's the foundation for modern democracy there's absolutely other things you can talk about with these people flawed as they may be Mm -hmm. where i'm like yeah i can understand as messy as it might looks at when you get into the depth of them there's still a reason why there's a public like they are being recognized in the public space robert e lee Mm -hmm. jefferson davis confederate street right around the corner from where we're recording right now like what other thing is there to talk about other than the fact that this has to do with this, like with this war in which even as a war, we lost more people in this country. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just like, what What are we really fighting? So that's where I get into this place of like, I, I don't buy the slippery slope part of it because I just don't think they're equal in that realm. And then I would say, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, well, I was just going to say quickly, like as you were talking about with Robert Lee, like I, I, realized, I don't know. All I do know is that he fought, but I don't know him as a, like what led up to that? Like what led him to be, people say he could be a general because part of even this, this whole debate with the, the, the uh, statues is people are going back and reading his works. And he's saying like, yeah, don't put monuments up apparently. So it's like, Oh, the man behind this maybe is not what I initially thought him to be. It's just, mm-hmm. just like, I'm, I'm the leader of this, you know, ragtag game of rebels. Like he, there's some, there's some, uh, he, he was Robert E. And, the, and I think that's unfortunately what gives a lot of people leverage to have these kind of misguided conversations. Cause I totally agree with you, Don is Robert E. Lee was a divided individual over the issue of slavery. Uh, and so he wasn't even settled on its moral, um, kind of, upworthiness right uh and 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 so much so that like he he really chose to fight on the side of the south simply because of where he lived like then he was recruited by the north to be a northern general Mm -hmm. and he thought of he thought about it and he was divided over which side he was going to land on yeah and he, he ultimately landed on on the side of states rights and and the idea of states rights is very much like the Gettysburg Address where states' rights and the Gettysburg Address are the counterpoints of framing the Civil War in a way that it means something. Mm-hmm. And it's they're both revisionists in some, in some form or fashion. And so I think to kind of further Adon's point, the idea that uh, this is something that cannot be kind of pointed out that 
the South tried to basically hold on to any semblance of the Confederacy that it could, and it did so by naming things and putting statues up and saying this is still our our sphere of influence and this is how mm-hmm. we're going to make it into our image. Yeah, and honestly, and to me, this is where it furthers the point. And on, yeah, I'm like jumping ahead on part because it also it's also why on certain levels I reject like the idea of like neo-Nazism being at the source of this um, of, of this Charlottesville like protest and, and all of and, and f- demonstration is because like there's an ability to distance ourselves when we put something in the context of Nazis like we're able to say that's some Germany shit like that yeah. that's not us well no like we can look at us our history yeah we got one of those <laughs> what we did what this country actually was about mm-hmm. and realize that yeah those horrors didn't don't have to cross the atlantic yeah. like we don't have to cross the atlantic to get to that horrific part of it right like what we what we practice what was done and i'm saying we in the general nationalist sense of mm-hmm. they never say black people are patriotic i'm saying we mm-hmm. in terms of all of us but like what i'm talking about essentially is like the horrors that were instituted like as as conflicted as lee uh, or divided as he uh, was or may have been, you know, internally, he was still, quote, a man of his time who then perpetrated a lot of these heinous acts, owned slave, was vicious towards those slaves, even mm-hmm. if there was, you know, source of Christian regret or whatever, whatever is there that we right. hear often, um, not even just with Lee, but with many people during yeah. those during that time and even pre, you know, dating Civil War. Like, it's like, yeah that still is horrific and it's still an atrocity and it's still this terrible thing that we have to own in the sense of if we're really going to own and we have to own why we're talking about it. we have to own the fact that like like that idea of 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 what you're talking about like the framing of it like it's like okay if we lost this war we are still going to erect these things. We're going to name these things. You know, a lot of people, you know, don't discuss how much they were tr- they were developing currency, you know, in the South. And like that was another major point of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of what part of what's happening is they were part of what's happening and <clears throat> has been the continuation since the Civil War even up till now as has been that this idea of Southern heritage is winning a cultural war against like, like my, my thinking is just that like the union might've won, but they didn't win the cultural war of this thing. And so, and while I'm not trying to stamp out the idea that people have histories that date back, you know, century, you know, that date back generations and generations before, but what you see when you come to the South, like coming from Ohio, living down here, and then just honestly just being a touring musician and traveling the South heavily at times when I've literally been like, I don't feel safe in mm-hmm. this area or whatever, simply because of whether that's stars and bars or whether that's various like indicators that, hey, we want you to know yeah. that like this is still our, like, like I don't yeah. care what they doing up there. Like right. we still you know there's a still a law of the land here and i don't even mean to put that simply on the south because if you look at these confederate monuments they aren't just southern which monuments. is insane to me when you hear about there's an arizona or there's I'm arizona like, arizona what you have to do with the war they were it, what i mean there's <laughs> there's tons of cases where like 
states not <clears throat> even existing at the time right. of the Civil War, like still then erecting as much. Um, and I, I'm not letting Ohio off the Ohio has a, a deeply seated racist history um, that dates back even past, obviously, uh, you know, chattel slavery with uh, with black people. But of course, with uh, Native <clears throat> American, you look at any of those any of those uh, landmarks um, in Ohio and you can you can point to that part too. And so mm. the whole reason I'm bringing this up though is because I do think we get, there's this level of being bogged down with the complexity of it, but then there's also what happens sometimes, and I'm not normally someone to like run from specificity, but I do feel like oftentimes there's like a not a force for the trees perspective to say like, yeah, we're talking about the specifics of this, but the larger context is that there was an American Holocaust and an atrocity that occurred Mm -hmm. on this country. And what, like, what is your alignment with that? Right? Like what, and, and as you work that out, you know, what level of, of, if you can't, if you can't uh, attach to the humanity part of that, then where do you run to on these other parts of just like what you started with, David, which was just, hey, like these this side lost. Like, yeah. what 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 are you holding on to in that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. And I, so I'm glad you said that because it's something that me and uh, my wife have talked about quite a bit uh, when we were in France and um it, it's interesting to to watch the monuments that were that have kind of flipped a few different times as power has shifted from kind of the elites to the uh, a nationalist or a populist perspective and back and forth and every time there's these there's every monument falls <clears throat> and new monuments are erected in their place to kind of like mark the the people who have power and i think it it only goes to show that power never flipped in this country to it's not like slavery ended and the the abolitionists gained so much power that they were able to come through and basically wipe out the deals were cut to honestly placate yes these you know this exactly like the Mm -hmm. recently vanquished south there was like absolutely like congressional deals and Mm -hmm. deals at the highest level to say like hey we want to like we just got done killing ourselves. Let's let's like try to heal this in mm-hmm. a way. And honestly, from like po- like from political shrewdness, however you view it, there was this level of, hey, would you guys be okay if like you do? You know what I mean? And and that's like really. I don't mean to hijack your point, but no. I just think that's very true. That there was never this like you lost, and because you lost, we taken all this. Yes, yeah. and it's a wrap. It's yeah. like no, you lost, but we kind of like want to be cool yeah so because it's, because i think it goes to you know the history this history of the war it was brothers fighting brothers mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. it's hard to be like you lost and then i'll punish you when mm-hmm. we we have the same fan like we we come from the same family like but i again i think it goes to the point i'm trying to make is like that part of it needs to be like the reason why it's not like you can't treat it like it's nazi germany or you can't treat it like we did with japan all these other places where we just said we were getting rid of this and this is a new thing we're bringing in is because families mm. like it was a civil war it was families going on, and all that stuff is important to understand why things even are the way they are now and why and it, it sounds like i'm really f- like like caping for the confederacy but it's like why people do want to hold on to these things 
in a certain way and, I, and it's like I, it's misguided because oftentimes they don't have i don't think they put in the proper context but like you know what i mean like it's like these yeah it's it's not the same as other places like but and we the, never we never reconcile with it and i and i want to say like i i'm in touch with myself enough to say like there is a romanticized view of pre-industrialization in this country that i think is fair mm-hmm. in a world that we live in today where like you know fossil fuels are coming to their end. like you know the, the, some very real things that, and you look back on a time in a place where things were made and like people lived in in ways and i'm not speaking on pla- on a plantation level but i'm speaking more on like a normal person because the average person was lived on a small plot of land and they were subsistence farmers and you know lived and i think that you can look back on that with some level of romanticizing when we could grow our own food, hunt for our set, like do these things. And I think that there's a level that even I look at that and say, man, there really is good in that that should be celebrated. And I think it, it speaks to America's um, laziness towards kind of Dave, what you, a point you made earlier that, we intellectually are so lazy that we can't find gray. We don't like gray. Yeah. And we can't say like, hey, this there was a part of this pre-industrialization that contained an entire workforce that was stolen right. and and subjugated. But there's some good things to like to take out of the 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 small farmer who lived and provided for their family an entire family for generations lived on this one plot of land so on and so forth and so i think the push is and hopefully this is happening as people are looking into who these people are the jeffersons the washingtons the the lees like that we become more intellectually <clears throat> honest to say yes all people are broken is this worthy of is there something to be worthy here that is to be celebrated or is it really just something that we're holding on to in 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 a wrong way can i in and i have a question just this is and this is not a gotcha question for either you i'm i'm legitimately thinking this as you were talking uh dan is that like you know when i like you know i was kind of listening through like what you're saying about the um kind of like the romanticization of the like pre-industrial you know gallant south you know what i mean like what that was uh the gentility of it and and in a lot of ways you know this is just another cultural point like a lot of ways uh, uva's campus is like a poster board for that like Mm. everyone who ever goes there or talks about is like it's this beautiful sprawling campus you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but it is almost like a dedication to that south you know um when you there's a lot that there's a lot that hasn't been talked about that happens there just kind of even race relations wise Mm -hmm. um you know because it was essentially uh it was started as almost like this this bastion for this and uh you know they they would have dances that would like little signs you'd see that would be like um tj loves tj loves sh like thomas jefferson loves sally hemming like valentine's day dance like stuff like that that's just like this is i i don't even know what to do with this but what i what i was thinking about as you were talking is that like you know i hear the conversation that happens a lot of times like around like kind of gray and i know like like 
our you know our partner in absence show like loves to talk about maybe it's both and that idea and sometimes i just wonder like sometimes i wonder if we lean too far into that one Hmm. but aside from that like is there a way and this is what i meant my long talk up to say like is this is not meant to be a gotcha question but is there a way to honestly do that like to look at like the ideal of of like you know home like landowners who were sustained by the land hunted you know planted uh you know kind of local economy local based independence whatever you want to call it um is there a way to to like hold that as an ideal and then realize that like that was never meant for black people it was Mm -hmm. never meant for the native americans it was never like that was meant for white people like it wasn't so like even if i think of it as like this great ideal to something that man i could look at these like kind of historical characters and be like as flawed as they were that's something that you know i can look at and like kind of be like yo I, i i like that like that has virtue in it yeah it's hard for me to ever like find the virtue when i know it's never meant for me not only never meant but also at the same time was enabled and while other things were 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 put to like it was designed for no one else to get it essentially (laughs) it's that idea of like and people have said this forever so this is not like a remark like a remarkable like thing but like the you know the current president's tagline was always like make america great again and it was always like when are you talking about when you say that because at any point that you kind of are pointing to America was not great for a lot of people under that in the end. And it seems like with all of the kind of dog whistles that he would do in his campaign speeches and things like that, it would be like, this is a time when it was great for white hetero men mostly. And, and then you could kind of just go down the ladder of white supremacy to see who else also was closest to what was great in that so so then it just becomes like is this is this is where the idea of an american dream is so apt because it's like it is a dream it's not real but it's something we always are dreaming Mm. and it's something we're always thinking of yeah and it guides a lot of our actions but i don't know if we ever are meant to achieve it i don't know as Anybody's you saying you know anybody's meant to achieve? Honestly, I think white people get fooled to try to achieve it sometimes too because I don't think it's a real thing in that way either. Oh yeah, but I'm just I'm just talking. I'm not saying I'm right at at all. I'm just like literally shooting the shit right now. So as you were, are you you gonna? No, no, no. Okay, so as you were talking about it, it kind of this thought kind of came in my head is where like it's the gray areas are, are difficult. I think the thing that's making America great if you will, and we'll continue to make America great as much as you, you, we like to uplift the founding fathers and all these people like that. It is the pushback from people to make it greater that say, okay, here's what you said. Now we will hold you accountable. The only people that are able to hold you accountable are the people on the margins. So I don't think a lot of times we realize that the people on the margins are the people that are making America great. <laughs> you or know more I mean? true to its or more true, but, but that, you know what I'm saying? The, the hope to the greatness. So even something is, is, uh, is, um, you know, people because you know, this whole thing coming down, people were taking down the monuments, and people were saying, "Well, well, no one cared about it twenty years ago." My point is like, "Oh, we." This is how you know America is actually, and I'm very optimistic and feel very hopeful. Is because I'm in my head, I'm like, "No, I, I always knew people that cared. 
but it's now we actually have a chance to make it happen mm-hmm. which means at some at some level things are getting better mm-hmm. you see what i'm mm-hmm. saying at mm-hmm. some level things have because i couldn't see i don't think my granddad at 93 could have seen confederate you know statues kegging down when he's in his 70s Mm-hmm. You know, it's 20 years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, I don't think I would have saw conf- people have that much energy and people have enough enough people around. It. Like, no, no, we need to take the time to talk about this and then take it down. And so for all of the, 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 the chaos is happening now, I'm looking and I was like, no, there's progress being made because we can actually do that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a thing like, no, 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 we should have we should have done that. I so I you. think part of it's it's a weird America's is it's 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 a it's a beautiful tragedy. So you know, you're saying essentially like the 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 push is the refinement of it. Like 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 it's like yeah, we're say we're this, but we're not this. But it's everyone who's like, no, I'm gonna make you be what you say you we're are. Gonna, yeah, um, which is the real I have a dream speech. Right. Like, um, it's everyone doing that that makes it. And we're in a time where that's happening more that. and more. It's it's, it's 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 growing pains. The urgency are, of now. We mm-hmm. are experiencing mm-hmm. growing pains, but it's because more people are are trying to make America grow than ever before. Mm-hmm. And there are people who who thought America was the greatest, and they didn't even realize there's so much more to grow to because of this amazing you know article of of, of information of all men created equal mm-hmm. and the, the ideals that we had in the, you know the origins of this country now you're seeing the people who were left out of it causing people to pay attention to what it said yeah. and saying well if you're going to say this and we're going to claim to be great you're going to have to grow you're going to you're not going to like it but yeah. we're going to grow now that pushback you have it's going to happen i get it but ultimately like every, all of these pushes are designed to say hey are we not all created equal? Mm-hmm. Well, then, then let's all let's all feel like we're created equal. Right. Let's push towards that. Let's not marginalize people anymore. So again, that's just me. Maybe it's just me being hopeful. Not but like that's you know, I, I I think it is. I think it is a one of the beautiful things of all of these things happening. I think that is the most optimistic point of view that I've heard in the last three weeks, and I'm thankful <laughs> for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I want to agree with you. I, I and I do think that um, it the more and more it becomes true, the more and more violent people who are holding on to the last yeah. like grasps of you know power, quote unquote inherited power and inherited <clears throat> privilege are gonna push back against it. Uh, and so I mean I I. Th- I want you to be right. Yeah. I I think of, I also think of, and I'll just throw this in as well. Like I think of people love the, you know, reappropriate and misappropriate uh, uh, Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King's words. But, you know, I'm always reminded in these times of like, to me, one of the most, one of the profound things he said was he talked about the idea that time is neutral, you know, like he's, he was making the point that like, like so often what people said certainly after this most recent tragedy it was just like man we're still dealing with this in 2017 and da 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 and like what king was saying with that is that like hey like don't be seduced by the fact that like just because time has elapsed that things have improved mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. time itself is neutral it can go forward. It can go backward. It can be constructive. He, I think his exact words were: "It can be used constructively, or it can be used deconstructively." Mm-hmm. So the idea is just that, like, it's 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 ambivalent. 
time does not weigh in on whatever is happening. It requires us in the moment, in the now, actively working, actively fighting against oppression. Right. Otherwise, it could be you know 2080 and we're still, we're still you still be talking about some neo-nazis some, right. or some other term that is being used to appropriate as an issue that has been occurring since the dawn of this country and so it is i i i like your i like your optimism i'm not against it i, I just think that it, it requires it requires it requires all of us you know all of us fighting all of us working to make right. these ideals true i <clears throat> you know i'd want to say um you know as we talk about a lot of the things that have kind of come out one such thing is that in uh what was it in as we talked about like the confederacy and this part like there was this whole thing going on with espn dan that you were you brought up that made me think about like you know when we're holding on to what is it like vestiges or concerns of of pc culture i guess is what mm-hmm. was being laid uh, levied against them what, what what came up with this whole thing yeah so i think in in the wake of you know statues coming down and uh progress being made i think one argument that's being levied from the conservative right uh is you're just offended too easily uh, and you should just understand that these statues don't have the meaning you think that you are you're uh, imputing into them. Mm-hmm. Don't be offended. This is what it actually means. You right. don't have the right to be offended by them, mm-hmm. which is is completely wrong. <laughs> but ESPN uh, today, uh, basically, there was a, a commentator who was supposed to cover uh, a football game uh in i think in charlottesville Mm -hmm. uh and his name like a local affiliate from espn right Mm -hmm. and his name's robert lee and you know espn in fear of uh kind of you know the the assumption when it first came out was that espn basically just didn't want to cause a stir uh and didn't want to offend uh and so they tried to quietly kind of take Robert Lee and put him in a different uh, at a, the Bowling Green football game and have him commentate there. And basically it hit the news and the right wing media attached onto it and said, see, told you mm-hmm. people are far too easily offended. All you ha- all you ha- <clears throat> had was a guy who was going to commentate and you guys are just so easily offended by even a name now. Mm-hmm. What do, what is left? What do you, how can we how can you not be offended? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, ESPN basically the very thing they wished to try to not happen they mm-hmm. created by mm-hmm. kind of moving this guy around. Um, and I think and then subsequently I think Adon you pointed out they kind of someone within ESPN kind of leaked an internal memo that kind of gave their reasoning. For yeah, it, yeah, it was it was essentially uh, there was an internal memo that came out from that the ESPN president John Skipper had kind of spoken to about the whole Robert Lee decision, and that it was essentially you know from their perspective they were saying that like um, there was not a concern by anyone at any level that Robert Lee's name would offend someone watching the Charlottesville game. However, the local production staff 
there was a question like if that assignment would cause a distraction or like potentially expose the person to like social media hectoring and trolling and so um robert like as his own concern was you know they spoke with him and he had kind of some concerns about like man just my personal fear yada 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 and so he jumped at the idea of just doing a different game that was easier for him to get to his family that night and back and yada 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 but it's it is weird because it's like on one level i applaud some parts of espn that is just like thinking of like mindful of the fact like of employee like trolling an employee like the memes yeah the like like the, like the internet was gonna get that <laughs> yeah like so there's, there's like some level of like hey I, I like the fact that there was like a level of sensitivity on behalf of a corporate behemoth to be like hey like let's kind of protect the dude from having to deal with yada 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 but at the same time it it did end up being this weird perverse gift for um you know for a group that loves to a group that loves to be offended at the fact that someone else is offended. And so they, you know, they definitely like could just jump on this. And it was like a easy, easy target to point to that. Like, see this dude's his name got him, you know, running in fear, you know, you know, whatever. And so, man, it's just, it's bizarre, man. It's bizarre times. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It's interesting just in the fact of where, can we all come together and just and and not assume the worst in each other? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and 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 I think the internet is an interesting. It's not the terrible, internet. It's wherever, definitely not the internet. Wherever the where is, it is not on the internet. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like the internet is the worst version of all of us. And so, I mean, I think you all are right. Like, I think that there was going to be some crazy meme with tiki torches and the picture like yeah. and this guy in the booth and mm. hashtag robert lee right robert e. lee's calling the, the game back, back in charlottesville <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah south uh, rose again <laughs> right 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 then, isn't he like an, an asian man he is an asian man so that would have been like and i think i can see that meme like the south rose again and then it's like you get the face of a confused tiki torture like wait right, what yeah right and i think too it's like <clears throat> that meme comes and goes and we all kind of like it's a joke and we all move on like mm-hmm. i think the 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 fear of it becoming aggressive mm-hmm. i think is a false fear and i think seems misguided to me like and i think if we're going to start to have to measure our words based off of and names and all of these things based off of offending people one, this podcast is going to be the only thing left in the world that offends easily and doesn't apologize for it. Thank God we ain't making no money. On it. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? That that is the number one thing is that sponsors are everything now. Mm-hmm. Monetization in the the age of the internet, it's all sponsorships and advertising, mm-hmm. and those dollars are everything and so people are very careful to protect those dollars absolutely i mean i think um yeah i mean i think that the concern about the idea is to you know uh i guess what you were saying about the idea that like the concern about being attacked or or like 
being a meme or whatever, um, or just like having that potentially being a false fear. I do think I I do understand that, and I I think that's partially true. I think there I think just on a broader scale, and this is even outside of this Robert <coughs> Lee situation, that I just think that the longer I mean we're so let me finish my thought we are the longer that we live with the internet as this ever like present thing that we go to for information and digital lives and stories and all of this stuff like that I do think it will require and I'm speaking very broadly um a like almost a it, it will require a shift with our relationship with it Mm-hmm. that makes us understand like I'm trying to find the best way to describe this like essentially like there are things that happen on the internet that can essentially bury someone's like life at this point mm-hmm. I believe that as we continue generationally with this presence being as large as it is we will have to like make amends with like mistakes that mm. everyone ha- will have on the internet at some point. Like there's already companies obviously that do uh, uh, just from my line of work that do brand suppression. Like you hire them and they essentially find negative things about you in your search results and they you pay them to suppress that and to find ways to push that, make that a lot harder to be indexed by Google for people to find that information about mm-hmm. you. Companies do this, companies hire smaller companies and agencies to do this people hire companies to do this as well um and just generally i think that like there's a world that will have to come about to where like everyone will have had the scarlet letter at some point to where like now the scarlet letter isn't this defining thing that stops you from getting a job later or something like that so i don't know david you might have a sex tape come out and still be able to get your uh you saying yeah, I, can, I can pull a Kardashian? You can pull a Kardashian. I mean, but that's that's one of those things yeah. that you look at like whatever the first the first sex tape that comes to my mind that was like major was like Pam Anderson, Pam Anderson and Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee or whatever. But they kind of were already on that like rock yeah. star life, so it was kind of like this is crazy. Oh, that's what but yeah. that's what's supposed to be. Right. And now I just think there's part of it that's part of like it, I don't think the sex tape means what it like what it means in 2017 isn't what it meant in 97 99 or whatever and i'm just using that as one thing but i think there are things like that that are you know i think that you might get you know what is it uh kramer got caught saying you know i'm saying (laughs) whatever and and is and is gone like he's gone didn't they bring him back on curb I ain't seen him on. no he wasn't on curb i thought he was on something yeah he is gone now but he's gone like he's gone he got out of here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They become they become unsellable as personalities, mm-hmm. and so if your livelihood is based off of attracting people to you, goes back no, to the whole brand. No. Thing. Yeah, yeah. No sponsor is gonna put their money behind. Yeah. Behind them. Yeah. Unless you unless you go out there and become viral and become popular, and somebody takes a chance on you again. Like, there's plenty of people who have scarlet letters that, like, mm-hmm. across the board, should be like, oh, you should not be allowed to do. True. Anything, but they either play football or they do something. They score, <laughs> they score touchdowns for your favorite team, or they, you know, g- you know, keep a big social media presence enough to where like somebody will take a chance. Yeah, you know, sports is an interesting thing. Sports is like this arena, which 
we want we we are okay with you being terrible human beings as long as you help my team win yeah mm-hmm. and and we kind of set that aside and it's interesting with the whole Colin Kaepernick situation right now where you have someone who is a genuine person trying to kind of fight for equality and and starting conversations that are meaningful but at the very and and being blackballed from the NFL and it's been talked about at length on this podcast previously and as well as you know fourth and ten but uh yeah I think sports is a very interesting place where you know we kind of set that aside and say Mm, people can exist there it's a very yeah, it's weird like we don't know what disqualifies you really in sports at yes. this point because mm-hmm. it's it's like you would look at things and you'd be like so why does Colin Kaepernick not have a job right, right now and but then you look at and then you look at other people and you're just like okay so this person oh, so did, a murder trial <laughs> that's not the disqualifier yeah. but but and then it, and then it just becomes and part of it becomes this weird like sellable factor like it's like if you embrace the idea that you're the dick who just does all this stuff, then it's like, like no one, you know, man, people are shelling out money for the, uh, to see who, you know, to root for the least repulsive out of both repulsive, you know, Mayweather and and McGregor. Like, they're just like, Oh man, like who's going to be the worst vile human being? Like I'll put it here or no, will he be, and they're going to pay money for it, but part of it is because they've sold that as their identities to the larger public. And you know, and boxing is a cesspool anyway, that which is disgusting. But it is it is kind of fascinating to your point, like that idea of sponsorship. You know, who doesn't have sponsors is a place like HBO, and mm-hmm. HBO uh, also <laughs> apparently wants to wade in on the uh, whole Confederacy uh, by essentially. <laughs> Uh, the Game of Thrones. I th- I'm not sure. Are these the showrunners of Game of Thrones? I think. I think that. I think they're the creators. The creators of of, uh, of Game of Thrones. This this came out like two or three weeks ago. I think that they, the follow up to immensely popular uh, show Game of Thrones that apparently David and I both are like. We don't know what's happening never on Sunday seen nights. It either. You've never yeah. seen it either. Maybe All it's something of us. in the fourth district water. <laughs> yeah. They are about to get us. Yeah, we about to get it. We gotta get a bunch of memes. I have no idea what they're about. I'm gonna be like, I have no idea what no you're idea. talking about. Can't hurt me. <laughs> I guess winter is coming. Yeah. I don't know. But uh when but, didn't it? <laughs> right. Tell me that. Red wedding, all of y'all. But no, uh so um but yes, yeah, so they're following up off of this immensely flag ship show of Game of Thrones. Their follow-up will be this show uh, called the called the Confederacy, I think, is what it's called, and um, literally it is like a it is an alt history show to kind of say like you know set up to say like it, you know how would it look if the South had won if there uh, were if there were still slaves if yeah. there was if there was a separate Southern economy uh, or Southern government and you know North and there was this coexistence of the south as well as uh wait it's the it isn't that the south took over the north it is that the south holds on to the confederate confederacy say that again i feel like yeah like you said i feel like it it was the south holds on to the confederacy but there's no way you can do that without them if they won the war essentially like the north they beat Mm. the north yeah right but the 
in history, it makes sense in history. Like the South's purpose in the war was not ever to invade the North and mm. take over the okay. North. Mm. It was so, to maintain their sovereignty over their right. states. So I believe that's how this is set up: is that there are two ex- coexisting governments. Yeah, and um, that makes sense. And that being said, and so what they wanted there, it's very interesting. So they had this like press release. So they just ripped off Man in the High Towers. What you're telling me? I was, I was, is that the one where if Hitler had won? Yes. Yeah. So well, that's how TV works. Part oh, of, that's a good thing. Can we do that <laughs> in our way? Yeah. Okay. So yes, to be original. There's yeah, certainly cool. like I think I think they're certainly trading on the fact that that has been successful. Uh, but the, but I would even I would also allege that there's differences with how historically those played out, which is why there's been such the fear. Why like people view them as different in terms of like why one could be more why one in practice is more compelling than the other one but that being said yeah i think i think that there is that um whole thing and i you know the pushback that had occurred is just them kind of some of the language that they use to discuss the show um they were just like they they kind of were essentially saying like hey this is um it's going to be a um, great show. We're just going to explore these these ideas and these memes. Is what if the South had won? And what if Confederacy was still a vibrant and living thing or whatever? In which a lot of the response had come, not just from people of color, but from many people essentially saying that, hey, uh, part of the issues with that is that there isn't this huge, like the vestiges of what the Confederacy fought for still exists now. Yeah, it's like, like people are like, we have an idea. Yeah, like there's, <laughs> like if you look at the prison industrial complex, if you look at, you know, differences with regards to education, if you look at like, there's ways in which we can see this and be like, hey, like this isn't some, I don't know what this would look like. Let me try to fathom my mind, to wrap my mind around what this would be like. The other part came had to do, the other part that came out had to do with like the execution of these people uh in their shows again all of us have admittedly said we don't watch game of thrones but there are people who are like hey there's a lot of things they don't handle sensitive to they aren't they don't show concern with when they're covering something meaning like there's a lot of rape uh, apparently in game of thrones that they take no very little concern with how that impacts people on a visual perspective um which would also play into the idea of psychologically how that might affect seeing like how that might affect let's just say hmm, i don't know maybe black people seeing subjugated black people in this alternative uh history all this in this alternative historical account this is interesting and the <laughs> second part i would say uh, they they've also talked about is uh oh yeah that game of thrones has shown like no history of dealing with anyone other than white people in their story of game of thrones well, it's a made-up world right it's a made-up world you know white people when they make up worlds they don't really if you got to make up a world yeah you're gonna, you're gonna make up the world that's in your head it's <laughs> right and so then it goes so then the next world you choose to make up is a world in which there are us mm-hmm. but they're slaves right. and like I'm sure that their perspective is like that. Hey, we're going to complicate this. We're going to, you know, there's going to be rich, diverse characters. And I have no doubt in my mind that they are talented storytellers. If Game of Thrones is any indicator, which I haven't seen, I'm just going off of that, that reputation that there's ways to that, that I'm sure there's ways that they think it will be kind of um they can create heroes yeah yeah i'm sure all of the, all of that will be there my last point before i'll you know uh 
throw it to you guys just to to talk about it. Just that, like, I think that, um, I think that the interesting part about them doing the interesting part about them, like creating this whole world and showing these different sides is that what they ended up doing as well is once they got the pushback, like they got the push, they got the pushback once there wasn't an announcement Mm -hmm. and HBO and everyone came and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I mean, I don't know why there's all this, like there's reaction response. We were just announcing that this was a show like you, there shouldn't, you know, we're still developing it. We've not written anything yet. Like whatever, which is like a little disingenuous because the reason why you announce the show is because you want reaction. Right. Like you're you're going into production very soon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean, like if everyone was like, yay, wonderful. This sounds amazing. You wouldn't then come back and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you reacting? Like we right. just were announcing it. Like you're only doing that because the reaction you got wasn't what you wanted it to be. Sure. So that's a whole like corporate speak. But the part of it, though, is that they then, you know, there's no other way to say this, but they then. I'm sure these people, these two people are talented, but there's a husband and wife black couple that are part of like, like line editor production that they've raised to a level of visibility. Oh, those like poor people. So they're just like, no, like we've, we've Look, got these. There's some blacks. Yeah. Like it's not just going to be <laughs> us. Blacks. You know what I mean? But like anybody else, if you were to look at like the, you know, any other show, these people would not be on the forefront based on their roles and positions and they they could have just gotten like you know pushed up just because it's like hey we need to make sure that like we're covering our our bases here um but i think all of that is really interesting i have like a final thought of where it'll eventually go but what are you guys' thoughts about just that whole thing like did you do you want to see it like i i don't know uh i'll go quick uh i don't i when it came out i didn't I didn't like how and maybe it's just the artist in me is coming for it, but I didn't like how people not I mean I didn't like people can do what they want to do. You can attack it, that's fine, do whatever. But like I am part of part of me is like, let's see where they do with it. Like you you haven't seen it at all. Mm-hmm. You don't know what take they have mm-hmm. on it. You don't even you know what I mean? You have right. you have no idea. It could right. be some it could be some things that you be like, Oh, okay, like sure, like this this makes sense, it's a good story, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so I maybe as an artist, I'm just like, let's let's hear it out. You know, because last thing you want to do is say, well, your art before I've even seen it offends mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it does offend like the idea of the Confederacy winning. I don't know. It probably offends a lot of people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this here, I'm not thinking it's like, hear them out. See what it is. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Mm-hmm. That's how HBO works. Mm-hmm. It's all TV works. Um, well, let's also be clear. The idea of the South winning isn't some new idea in art movies television like right we've had shows and movies that have come out or like i remember going in theater to see csa confederate states of america which was a documentary based yeah. around the idea of the south winning i almost watched it on like. netflix was that even good I was just... it's probably great on netflix it was okay. it wasn't worth it in the like theater okay but in on netflix i'd have been like that is a good look but i mean okay. going back to the idea of like birth of a nation and just this idea of what we assume would happen you know like it's it's that's not like some remarkable thing. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I agree. I don't think it's a remarkable thing, but I also I feel like maybe this will speak to... It's interesting to see how they'll play it knowing... Like, I think it's definitely going to be played different from Birth of a Nation time than it is 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. of the 
Adv- like because black people's money is important now, and other people's mo- and, and voices are heard more now, and marginalized people are have can move the needle on certain things. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see how they play it. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like I'm interested because I'm like you can't pull a birth of a nation or some old, like some incredibly racist stuff. Like mm-hmm. there has to be nuance in it. Otherwise, there's no way it makes it to air. You know, there's no there's absolutely no way it makes it air. Mm-hmm. Now, will people have a problem with it? Absolutely, there's probably going to be a bunch of Confederate flags flying all the way through, and people have a problem with it. But uh, as an artist, I'm like, let's let's see what let's see what they have in mind, and if I don't like it, I won't watch it. Gotcha. Yeah. What are your <coughs> thoughts, uh, our resident filmmaker, storyteller? People are running out of ideas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and people people's jobs is to put out content. Hmm. So, like, content is king. Literally every company in the world right now is trying to figure out the content piece. Like, uh, a company I work for that literally, um, they do their business, they are a multi-billion dollar business doing one thing, and they're shifting their entire business model into content creation. And, it, and, what mm. and their model is it has nothing to do with content. Mm-hmm. And so every company is doing this and, and I, and I understand the, the hardship that is sitting in a room, not when you're struck by a moment of brilliance, like, Hey, this should, this should exist. This mm-hmm. story should exist or mm-hmm. this, this real story happened. Let's go do a documentary about it or whatever. But sitting in a room where it's like, we have to walk out of this room with an idea to go pitch Mm-hmm. to our bosses so that we keep our jobs mm-hmm. and that's not a it's not a very inspiring place to be and it, it's it's why people leave these these corporations and these big production houses to become independent so that they can create on their timeline not someone else's timeline mm-hmm. so that's an incredibly difficult place to create from so i will give them credit in they had to come up with something and, yeah. and this, they were like, and I'm sure drew out some kind of plot line that was like, Hey, we can do this with it and we can do this with it. And let me ask a question. Like, cause I'm and you know, from your viewpoint, wouldn't it also be though that like, they, I mean, they, they now, they have the Sopranos of HBO now. Like they have the most popular show sure. on HBO. Mm-hmm. This whatever. Like, I feel like, HBO's willing to believe them on like they never had as much cachet as they oh, would ever sure. have at this point. So I kind of feel like I, I kind of feel like they're not in the position of like we have to create something. Yeah, like, like it's kind of like whatever your heart's content, you could probably get away with doing right now. David Simon was able to get off, you know, doing Treme and like. I don't think he couldn't come with Treme again. Like he was able to do that because he came off of the success of the wire. Right. Like, I just feel like they have the, I feel like they could have come up with any story they wanted to. And HBO would have been willing to give them money to do it at this point because game of Thrones is such the success. I don't, I don't know. But I also, they also understand that like they need to create a show that gets eyes from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So like you can't, launch a show that is without controversy and is without if you completely go off the map again like i think to some extent they got very lucky with game of thrones Mm. that it 
garnered so much just grassroots like hey go you should go watch this made up universe mm -hmm. but you know there's we can count on one hand the number of made up universe stories that like we like are well known or household names sure star wars star trek lord of the rings mm -hmm. harry potter yeah the end mm -hmm. and so these are the fake universes because typically people when they watch stories they want to relate to them and they want to be able to like see themselves in the story and mm -hmm. so in today's day and age like it's very easy for people to fall on you know positive and negative side of the, of the story this idea of the confederacy so i mean to to it's gonna get eyes yeah that's and, it, true. and it's gonna get people and if they do it right it'll calm some of the people who like have immediate frustrations with the idea mm -hmm. and I think we'll pull people through and, and kind of have this um, uh, moment of stranger things where you can kind of like, if you get people in that first episode, you can probably pull mm -hmm. them through a 10 episodes season. Mm -hmm. All that being said, it's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. It's a bad idea. I, I just, I don't see how it wins in the, in the long term. Mm -hmm. um, other than, quickly tilting its hand to they're going to show how the confederacy rose and fall and fell mm. um and it, and and that fall will again pull people through so i just think that we're we're on this cycle of content creation that's just such a crazy seasonal cycle mm -hmm. that it, it's a difficult place to be yeah i wonder if my my <laughs> my like uh, bet largely is that if it once it gets in production like I think like I think that if if it's ever going to be quashed it has to be quashed before it ever starts I think once it starts I my suspicion is that it will eventually go to air uh, and be successful still have like controversy attached to it be successful and honestly I think it might even be good. I say that from my perspective. I think it might even be good. Will <clears> I watch <throat> it? Likely no. But I think the reason why, what I think will happen is, and this goes to maybe bridging your point you were making before, David, is that I think they will have had to consider so many people's academic and strong historical criticism of them that it will almost force them to create a better narrative and a better mm -hmm. story that is much more nuanced and much more like um, gripping, let's say, uh, and considerate of like all elements of like this thorny, thorny, whatever, this thorny premise. Um, <coughs> but what I think the tragedy will be is that I think it will then be positioned like, see, this is what we were going to do all along. Like, this is why you can't jump out the window and just start criticizing before we before people write something. And my my stance is just that, like, no, like you would not have gotten like if if they would have gotten no pushback whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I think what would have what will have come to the screen would have been would be deplorable. I think what would what will save it will be 
all of these eyes on it and all of mm-hmm. these people essentially being like, yeah, if you F this <clears throat> up, like, like, like we can tell you all the ways that you're going to do this wrong. Right. And then, and then being mindful of that, them like forcing them to hire more people of color. That's what, forcing I, was, that's them what to I was thinking. Hire, like, it's not only just the eyes on them, but it's like, oh yeah, let me well, diversify this to, work yeah. writer's room. Let me diversify like stories and like, so that it then becomes this thing that's like, oh, this actually is kind of compelling in a way that's that is you know because it, I think scintillating. It was, I thought it was interesting too because like very shortly after that, uh, Aaron Mag- they some I forgot I don't know who picked it up, but apparently it was Aaron Magruder who's uh, creator Boondocks. Oh no! And so it's one. It's Amazon. Amazon picked it up. Amazon and okay. and lest we forget, uh, uh, it is a it is a Will Packer. Oh. Slash Aaron Magruder Uh-oh. production, like power right there. So That's you know, money. Will Packer is you know as as successful as you can possibly be at, at yeah. this point. Uh, you know, but yeah, continue. Who so basically like I feel like it was like the day after it was they, or maybe like hours. No, it seemed like <laughs> no, hours. No. They they let they let the con, like the bad news of the Confederacy set in like the HBO show yeah. set in for like a two day cycle. Like yeah. let them get all their lumps, mm-hmm. and then they were like. Did we mention that we're actually developing a show called uh, I think it's called Black America? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called it's it's called Black America, and um, it is essential. It is also an alt history uh, series um, that will deal with it will deal with post slavery reparations given to Black people. The old history will explore a world in which newly freed African-Americans have secured the southern states of Louisiana, Mississippi and Alabama as reparations for slavery. This new nation known as New New Colonia has a tumultuous relationship with the United States government. And so there's like so there's like been assassination attempts on either side. Mm, There has been like. But like it's been this picks up, I believe what they said is this picks up after a 10 year like peacetime between New Colonia and, you know, the United States of black people. And there's they have their own president, all this stuff like that. So that so. That's so much more interesting to me because it's a true alt history. It absolutely. absolutely yeah. there, the, the, there was the honest conversation. Yeah. In nowhere near the realm of reality <laughs> that currently exists. The problem I have with. Uh, confederate confederacy or whatever it's called is i think i mean a little bit of a point that you guys made it's like it's it's basically gonna be a slave movie that just that that goes past 1865 Mm -hmm. i mean into reconstruction like i mean there's there's just not a reconstruction time and it's and it's so it's gonna have the semblance of every slave movie we've ever seen mm-hmm. until those characters like but like with cars <laughs> but, possibly well, oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, time but, period. I mean yeah you get into the it, it, I guess that's when it maybe does become interesting when you get into the world like 1938 mm-hmm. and you get into World War 2 and, and through the or I guess even a little bit earlier that the 30s and 40s the Great Depression and mm-hmm. then World War II like mm-hmm. maybe that's interesting mm-hmm. but in order to do it you have to start in 18, 1865 I, I, I just don't I just don't see it being that different than mm-hmm. stories we currently have other than the dates are later and on you. the timeline essentially yeah. what you're saying is that like it it will have to depict already 
a, a slavery story that we've seen at this point multiple times and you know what is compelling about that south it's the point y'all made is that mm-hmm. that reality existed it does yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah and it's it's not this great diversion from mm-hmm. reality yeah yeah and in essence that's the thing it's just like it's like if 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 your gotcha thing or if you're like your remarkable like mic drop moment was what if <laughs> slavery still existed what how crazy would it be right now and it's right. like yeah so the 13th amendment right <laughs> like, like we got some ideas like i mean we can we can talk about like what that looks like and like it, i don't know if it's really any I stranger mean, but and i think even to make it the story that we would you know will become a a decent watchable story mm-hmm. i mean we can write it right now yeah. it, i mean there's a protagonist like slave who i mean we 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 saw this movie last a year ago two mm-hmm, years ago mm-hmm. like who rises up leads a rebellion that doesn't get squashed but mm-hmm. instead is successful to some extent mm-hmm. rallies like a total rebellion against the confederate states and then the confederate states are at war have a second civil war mm-hmm. w- within itself yeah and like and it's it's a slave rebellion yeah yeah and I mean, we've seen that movie. Yeah. And it's and it's also I think the other part is like there's so many like if if you want to like deal with American history in this way of like let's tell some unique story. I I guess part of it for me is like there's so many stories we just haven't told yet. <laughs> yeah. That makes me just be like do we need the alt history story yet when like yeah. there are so many things that we've not like it like we could we could talk about to sign I love Toussaint Louverture, right? And we could discuss the Haitian Revolution and we could talk about like, what would, you want to see what it looks like when there's like, when, you know, there's a successful rebellion and like what that actually, like, that's a, that's a compelling story. Like there are, there are a lot of very different um, narratives and, and, and little known facts or little known things that's like, hey, this would be a good even if you want to go the alt history route, this would be a good point of departure to figure out like we can start with this real life event and then go somewhere else completely different. I just think that this idea is stale and not really anything that, um, as we said, it's not really anything and, that hasn't been touched. And on these showrunners haven't, I think you, you alluded to their cachet. They haven't proven anything other than their ability to create a world with dragons. Like right. their ability to to create something that feels real mm-hmm. has yet to be True. proven. True. And so, I mean, and I I I struggle to see how this is a win. If I were them, I would have stuck in the fantasy world. Mm. I would have given the same fans of Game of Thrones their like their their next mm. drug of choice <laughs> and and continue down that path. I, I can kind of understand wanting to do something different just because you know it'll be pre- compared to uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I can see them wanting to go somewhere else, but by the same token, I'm like, is there not a, you know, is there not a, like, a side story? Is there not a Hobbit equivalent that you can, like, <laughs> that you can, like, <laughs> spin off? Is there not a fear of the Walking Dead that you can do? Is there not something that works? But, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Time but, will tell. Yeah, time will tell. Y'all let us know. Um, Y'all trying to see the Confederacy. Y'all trying to see Black America. Y'all trying to see uh, none of it. 
uh, or have y'all just been watching Game of Thrones and you have been <laughs> highly upset listening to this entire podcast with three people who have not watched <laughs> it at all? Please let us know. Uh, I think we're going to wrap there. We should probably just do our scratch of the week, which I had not thought about at all. So I, as you all know, scratch of the week is just something where, um, you know, we shout out something that either we saw, we like, we don't like person, place, thing, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, tell y'all to look out for it. So um, anybody ready? All right, I'll go. This is this is a shameless. This is like a plug. It's like a double plug, shameless plug. All right. So today in Cleveland, my homie uh, Ramon Rivas, who's a comedian, got to throw out the first pitch at the Cleveland Indians game. Now, this is why you need to know Ramon Rivas. If you are in Cleveland, I'll be there next week, Wednesday through Sunday at Hilarities for Accidental Comedy Fest. That's why he got to throw out the first pitch. And so I saw him throw out the first pitch. Like I saw the video and I just liked it on Instagram or whatever. But it was a terrible first pitch. Now, the reason why I was talking about the first pitch is because I'm going to scratch fourth and ten because we got our fans to tweet the Gwinnett Braves here in Atlanta. And on Friday, we will be throwing out the first pitch at the Gwinnett <laughs> Braves game. That's what's up. And so after I saw my man Ramon throw a ter- – it wasn't even a strike. It was like it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Thankfully, he didn't hit anybody in the balls. But, like, it was just a bad pitch. And so now after commenting on his picture – and, I mean, on this video and telling him he's a terrible at throwing. Now the pressure's on, and uh, but I feel I feel like I feel I'm happy that as a group we made that happen and, our, and the listeners made that happen. So scratch of the week goes to the fourth and ten listeners <laughs> for making that happen because we in there, baby, and we're we're gonna, we gonna throw the first pitch on a uh, baseball diamond. I have a That's question: how how do you collectively throw out a first pitch? We ain't thought about that yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like honestly, everybody get a I minimum. feel like come game time, there's gonna be an executive decision as to somebody who might have to catch. <laughs> and I'm already telling you right now, I'm I'm not only I'm not not only am I know I'm throwing, I'm throwing from the rubber. I don't know what everybody else is doing. <laughs> I'm gonna get my foot on the rubber. Okay? So I don't know. Everybody else fight out. Y'all can stand to the side or whatever, but I know I'm gonna be on the rubber. Wow. I'm fighting. <laughs> and I know that Nathan Owen, this is Nathan Owen's like life moment. This is his life moment. So, yeah. I'll easily, I'll easily bow out for, for Nate to have his yeah. moment. That dude was hyperventilating when they gave us a tour. Oh, oh, he kept going. We were in the we were in the we were in the we were in the the locker room with like AAA baseball players jerseys hanging out, and it's like old milk in the refrigerator. And he's like, oh, look at the refrigerator. Like he's just he's having moments. It's like, relax, dude. You gotta act like you've been here before, man. I know you hadn't, but you gotta act like. So scratch out the week of fourth and ten, and fourth and ten listeners for making that happen. Also, accidental comedy festival next week. In Cleveland, Ohio, if you're listening or you know somebody, tag or tell a friend and tell them, you know, I'll be there. That's what's up. Uh, are you ready? I can go. Yeah, I can go. Okay. Uh, so my stretch of the week uh, is I just finished uh, Yvonne Chouinard's, um biography slash kind of like manifesto for business mm. uh, called Let My People Go Surfing. Uh, and it was amazing. Uh, and specifically the last chapter is just about environmental stewardship and something that, you know, I've, I've thought a a little bit about, but I, I think we as Americans, uh, especially, um, as the most powerful country in the world can Mm -hmm. do the most in limiting kind of like 
our carbon footprint and and really i think we're just on top of staring down a, a million problems uh in this country i think you know environmentalism is something that i i definitely used to shrug off as um meaningless and kind of you know made up to some extent uh and the more and more i kind of dig into it the more and more i think uh it is the one of the kind of problems in the room that we just just choose to just ignore so i honestly could not finish the last chapter in the book because it was so depressing oh wow of just the where we currently are yeah so no that's that's really uh i i remember you uh i guess it wasn't too long ago i remember you mentioning the book to Mm -hmm. to me or whatever because i just remember that title sticking out of my head uh, but I'm glad to hear it's such a good read. I will put that on the yeah, list. That's it's super, just, super good. Highly recommend it. That's what's up. Um, man, my scratch of the week, um, my scratch of the week goes out to, um, a place near and dear to my heart called the Atlanta university center. Uh-huh. It is the AUC of which, uh, um, a consortium of colleges, uh, one of which is, uh, David and I's alma mater, uh, Morehouse college, there's Spelman yep. college, there is Clark Atlanta. I was there when Morehouse Brown, Morris Brown was a thing <laughs> for half a semester while I was there. Uh, Morris Brown was there, but there's also ITC, uh, Interden- Interdenominational Inter- Theological Center. Is it interdenominational? Is it denominational? I don't, I don't think it's That inter- feels wrong. Yeah, I don't think I, ain't said, I, I haven't like said the actual acronym yeah. in a long time. ITC, anyway, ITC. Yeah. that's there. Morehouse School of Medicine is there as well, too. But I want to shout them out because, uh, man, you know, things happen time and time. Just remind me why I love it. Uh, uh, dude from Chicago, Lil Channel from 79, uh, Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Chance the Rapper tweeted the other day. Chance the Rapper tweeted the other day that, uh, man, uh, I was trying to go to Clark ATL. I'm still trying to go. Like, not honorary. The full-blown, you dig? Can someone help me sign up? And, you know, that's just, you know, stars out there. They just tweet things like that. Who knows what they mean? But, you know, I just I just like the fact that Morehouse saw that Morehouse wasn't having it. So Morehouse tweeted Chance and said the AUC is a great place to be. Morehouse is an even better house to call home. (laughs) Welcome home, my brother. We would love to have you in the ATL of which the school that was originally asked Clark Atlanta University also was not having it. So CAU tweets Morehouse and says, he said CAU, <laughs> stop the madness. Stop the madness. <laughs> uh, there were some other things that were thrown back and forth, but I just, I just love the fact that like, I don't know, when I watched Different World as a kid, this is what I envisioned. Yeah. Like, I know, I know Twitter didn't exist at that time, but it, it certainly was just a uh, HBCUs vying over rappers coming for for, for, for higher education. I loved it. Uh, it's messy and beautiful, and uh, but all love. Like I have so many uh, CAU homies. My and, parents um, both CAU alum. Word, that's yeah, what's up. I'm an AUC baby. <laughs> there it is. All that, but yeah, man. Atlanta University Center. It's a great place, man. Uh, send your kids here. Um, but man, I think that's it, man. I think that's fourth in. Uh, Oh, off the record, I was about to say this. That is fourth and ten. It's it always not, is. It's always <laughs> it's inception. Good people. That was it. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed it. Tweet us. Let us know what we did right. Only what we did right. And um, yeah, we're gonna get out of here. See you next time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crumb allowances.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.